What's up, everybody? This is your main man, Tyler, here with the Around the Bases podcast. We have reached postseason. It's time for conference tournaments. So, I'm going to start with the recap of the last week of action. Then we're going to move into previewing conference tournaments for tomorrow. Soon to be today. Um... Then I got some conference standings of the conferences that aren't having conference tournaments, RPI rankings, and then the statistics individual and team statistic leaders. So, that having been said, let's go ahead and just dive right into the action. Peyton Gottschall's 10 strikeouts outdueled Grace Leto's 10 strikeouts and Bowling Green's 3-1 win over Central Michigan in their first game of a doubleheader last Wednesday. Um, Riley Galloway's 14 strikeouts weren't enough as Western Michigan dropped a 4-3 loss to Northern Illinois in the first game of a doubleheader there. Celia Macari's two homers, five RBIs, led Cornell to a 10-4 home victory over Harvard. Iowa goes to Northern Iowa, picks up a 3-2 in-state victory. And Northern Iowa's a pretty solid team out of the Missouri Valley, so that's a good win for the in-state team. Janai Kerr hit the walk-off home run to give Florida State the two-game series or two-game season sweep of Florida in a 2-1 to win. So, huge for Florida State. Florida has shown that they're very vulnerable this season. So, I'm not shocked that Florida State swept the two-game series, one home, one away. Um, and they were both close games. So, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so, certainly a... Super regional-esque, even potentially a World Series-esque matchup um, there between those two. Um, But let's move on to Thursday's action. Rachel Roops, two homers, five RBIs, led Liberty to an 8-0 five-inning win over Stetson. Um, Troy took down South Alabama 3-2 to open their series at home. And then Bedlam opened up with a 7-1 win by Oklahoma at home against Oklahoma State on ESPN on their Thursday night throwdown. So that's uh, that was a quick th- little thing for Thursday. Uh, let's move on to Friday's action. Hannah Houge's 10 strikeouts led USC Upstate to a 6-3 win over Presbyterian in Game 1 of a doubleheader. Then USC Upstate got the series win at Presbyterian thanks to an 8-3 win in Game 2. Jana Sandin walked it off to give UConn the series opening 4-3 win against Villanova. Central Arkansas took the series and doubleheader opener 4-3 at home against Jacksonville State. Then later that day, um, George Johnson threw a perfect game to give Central Arkansas the series win in an 8-0 five-inning win over Jacksonville State for Game 2. So kudos to George Johnson. That's a heck of an accomplishment, and we'll see what she can do in the Atlantic Sun Tournament this week. Um, uh, 
they open up their campaign on Wednesday, so you'll get that tomorrow. Um, but Minnesota smacked Northwestern uh, eight to nothing at home to open their series on ESPN two. Georgia steamrolled Ole Miss nine to one in six innings at home to open their series. Michigan rolled to a 10-2 win at Wisconsin to open their series. Taylor Evans walks it off to give North Texas the series opening 1-0 eight-inning dub over at home against Marshall. Troy earns a series win at home against South Alabama thanks to a 7-2 victory. Utah stunned Washington to win the series opener 5-2 at home. Montana Fouts, 14 strikeouts weren't enough as Missouri earned an, a 3-2 8-inning victory at Alabama to open their series. LSU got the 7-2 series opening win at Mississippi State. Oklahoma ensures a Bedlam series win at home against Oklahoma State as well as the number one seed in the Big 12 tournament thanks to a 6-0 victory on ESPN2, I believe. Might have been ESPNU, whichever one. Doesn't really matter. Um, and then Stetson scored four in the seventh to end Liberty's unbeaten run in the Atlantic Sun with a 7-6 to six victory. Alana Walter was magnificent, throwing a two-hitter to win the series opener at home against Oregon in a 3 to nothing win. Wichita State rolls to an 11-4 series opening win at home over Central Florida. Arizona State strikes first in the top two battle in the Pac-12 as they took the series opener 6-1 at home against UCLA. Georgina Cork's 15 strikeouts led to South Florida's 13-1 five-inning demolition of at Memphis. Maggie Ballant throws a 12-strikeout no-hitter in San Diego State's series opening 4-0 win at home against Utah State. Katie Dack walks it off in the ninth to stun Arkansas as Texas A&M pulls off a stunning 6-5 win to open their series at home. Arkansas then rallied to take the rest of the series. Uh, Chloe Temple's 12 strikeouts led BYU to a 10-0 win uh, at Pacific. Hawaii helped out Long Beach State by taking down Cal State Fullerton in their series opener at home 1-0. More on the Big West situation later. Um, and that's Friday's action, so let's move on to Saturday's action. Uh, South Carolina finished off their stunner from Friday, downing Kentucky 6-4. to Kentucky rallied to take the rest of the series. Boston University opened their series at home against Lehigh with a 4-0 win in Game 1 of the doubleheader. Then in Game 2, Rory Dudley's three-run homer in the second evens the series and hands Boston University their first Patriot League loss in a 3-0 win for Lehigh in Game 2. Maddie Penta's 11 strikeouts weren't enough as Tennessee took the series and doubleheader opener versus Auburn 5-2. Later that day in Game 2, Zeta Pooney's two homers, four RBIs, led Tennessee to a home series win against Auburn with a 7-4 win in Game 2. Florida Gulf Coast pulled off a stunner as they upset Florida in Gainesville in a 3-2 win, adding more fuel to the fire that Florida is more vulnerable than they've been, maybe, potentially in recent years. 
Um, I think they'll still get a regional, but I certainly don't think Florida will be hosting a super regional this season, even if they were to make it out of the regionals. But, again, that's a topic for Selection Sunday, which is rapidly approaching now. Um, Presbyterian avoided being swept at home by USC Upstate in their 6-4 victory. Megan O'Neill's 12 strikeouts led UConn to a home series win against Villanova with a 3-0 win. Weber State, Portland State's series was canceled due to wet field conditions, so Weber State remained undefeated in the Big Sky regular season. We'll see what they can do in the Big Sky tournament this week. Um, as they are hosting it, so, and I'll have obviously that preview and recap every day as we go through, so stay tuned for that. Um, but Megan, Alex Storacco's 11 strikeouts led Michigan to the series win at Wisconsin in a 6 1 victory. Central Arkansas finished off the home sweep of Jacksonville State thanks to a 10 uh, 2 1 win. Abby Doer's two-run single in the sixth, even the series for Alabama in a 3-1 win over Missouri. UNCG opened their series at Sanford with a 7-3 win in Game 1 of a doubleheader. Later in Game 2, Sanford pitched a shutout to even the series thanks to a 2-0 win over UNCG in Game 2. Kennedy Searcy's two-run single in the eighth evens the series for Central Florida at Wichita State in a 3-1 victory. Ole Miss holds off Georgia despite Jada Kearney's two homers, seven RBIs to even the series in a 10-8 win. Michaela Evans' double homer, five RBIs led North Texas to the home series win against Marshall in a 12-4 six-inning victory. Georgina Cork's 12 strikeouts led South Florida to a 9-1 five-inning win at Memphis. Maddie Spells, two homers, five RBIs, led George Washington to an 11-1 win at UMass. Minnesota stunned Northwestern again, taking the home series thanks to an 8-0 five-inning win on the Big Ten Network. South Alabama avoids the sweep at Troy thanks to a 9-0 six-inning victory. Baylor scores 10 in the seventh to even the series at Tennessee or at Texas, excuse me, in a 17-3. Murder. LSU gets the series win at Mississippi State thanks to a 9-2 victory. Taylor Hawkman's 10 strikeouts weren't enough as George Mason picked up a 3-2 win at St. Louis. Hallie Morris walks it off to give Utah a stunning series win at home against Washington in a 4-3 win. Uh, Oregon even the series at Stanford thanks to a 5 victory. Um, Jocelyn Allo's Grand Slam lifts Oklahoma to a bedlam sweep at home against Oklahoma State with a 5-3 win. Utah State evens the series at San Diego State thanks to a 3-1 victory. Jada Cecil's 12 strikeout two-hitter leads UC San Diego to a 4-0 win at Cal State Northridge or CSUN for short. UCLA evens the series at Arizona State thanks to a 9-3 win. Dallas Millwood's two-run homer in the eighth walks it off for Hawaii in a wild 13-11 win over Cal State Fullerton, which is crucial for Long Beach State's hope for a conference title. 
Hawaii finishes off the sweep of Cal State Fullerton thanks to a 2-0 win in Game 2, setting up a massive showdown between Cal State Fullerton and Long Beach State this weekend for the Big West title exactly like last year and for that automatic qualifier to the NCAA tournament. Now, I think there's an argument to be made for both teams making the tournament, um, but that's going to be up to the committee to decide. So I'll leave that up to them. Um, but that's Saturday's action. Moving on to Mother's Day on Sunday. Jalen Chasons, Chessons, forgive me if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Homer and five RBIs led Lehigh to the series win at Boston University thanks to a 5-2 victory, which is kind of shocking, honestly. Boston University is a heavy favorite in the uh, Patriot League to win that tournament and go to the tournament, a win to the Patriot League tournament to go to the NCAA tournament. Um, so the fact that the two seed already won a series at Boston University the week before the tournament starts could set up for a very intriguing Patriot League tournament, but we will get to that as the week progresses. Paige Rouse, two-run single in the seventh, helps Villanova avoid a sweep at UConn in a 4-2 victory. victory. Not exactly super surprising. Um, Villanova's still a good team, but UConn has been the cream of the crop in the Big East this season, which is why they won their first uh, regular season Big East title and for the first time since I think it said 1997. If I saw that correctly, I might not have. Either way, UConn should be the favorite going to the Big East tournament. Uh, Mississippi State rallied to avoid a sweep at home to LSU thanks to a 6-5 victory. Tennessee finished off the home sweep of Auburn thanks to a 3-1 victory. Central Florida rallies to win the series at Wichita State due to 9-5 win on Sunday, and that gave Central Florida the regular season title and the one seed in the American Conference Tournament starting on Thursday. Um, Marshall avoids the sweep at North Texas thanks to a 9-6 victory. Um... But the real news in the Conference USA is that Louisiana Tech somehow wound up as the conference regular season champions. Quite strange, to be honest with you. Um, but that's how it went down. Um, Michigan finishes the sweep at Wisconsin thanks to a wild 13-9 victory. UNCG scores two in the eighth to take the series at Samford and earn the one seed in the Southern Conference Tournament thanks to a 4-2 victory. Ashley Prange's three-run homer lifts Alabama to a series win at home against Missouri and 3-0 win. 3-1 win, excuse me. Uh, Ole Miss pulls off a surprising series win at Georgia thanks to a 4-2 victory. Oregon shuts down Stanford to win the series on the road in 3-0 victory, which that was Oregon's last uh, game before the NCAA tournament, since Pac-12 has no conference tournament this year, but they will starting next year. Uh, Washington avoids the sweep at Utah thanks to a 5-1 win, but that's huge confidence builder for Utah. 
Washington has proven to be vulnerable at times this season, but we know what they're capable of behind Gabby Plain. Uh, Maggie Balance, 11 strikeouts plus a walk-off, led Sal, uh, San Diego State to a wild 4-3 win over Utah State. Jenny Bressler's 10 strikeouts led UNLV to an 8-1 win versus Colorado State. Uh, Emily Cosseris hits a three-run walk-off homer to give Arizona State the series win against UCLA in a 6-3 victory. Um, and I'll get uh, that puts Arizona State two games ahead of UCLA, but I'll get to that. I'll touch on that in the conference standings here in a minute. Uh, Northwestern salvages the series with a 3-1 win at Minnesota. Still, Minnesota is the... Nine seed in the Big Ten tournament, and they took a series at home against Northwestern, who was the one seed. Granted, they had basically locked it up already, so it really didn't matter. Uh, but L. L. Buffenberger's 13 strikeouts led Youngstown State to a 3-2-10 inning victory at Robert Morris. Um, lastly. Uh, still today, technically, because it's still Monday. Um, Georgiana Bear, uh, Georgiana Barefoot throws a no-hitter in Campbell's 2-0 win against at home against Gardner-Webb. And lastly, Billy Kerwood's 10 strikeouts led Monmouth to a 3-1 win over Quinnipiac in the first game of a doubleheader. But the second game didn't have anything of note. So... That is the recap of the week. How we're going to work this week is I'm going to preview and then recap every, each day, every conference tournament, and then I'll have Big West, Mountain West, Pac-12, and West Coast Conference uh, recaps of those games and for those series uh, for conferences in terms of their automatic qualifiers. Um, so you're going to have to bear... It's probably going to be shorter episodes, so you should, should certainly be tuning in, so not much to miss there. Or you certainly don't want to miss out on any action that you might see. <clears throat> um, so that having been said, let's jump right into the Southland Tournament preview which will be hosted by southeastern louisiana and the seven seed is nichols the nichols colonels the six seed is houston baptist huskies five seed incarnate word cardinals the four seed northwestern state lady demons Third seed Texas A&M Corpus Christi Islanders, two seed Southeastern Louisiana Lions, and the one seed is the McNeese State Cowgirls. So let's take a look at the uh, the Southland schedule for Tuesday or tomorrow as it currently stands. At one o'clock on ESPN Plus, you will find Incarn the five seed Incarnate Word taking on the four seed Northwestern State. This season series, Northwestern State swept the series at home. And since Northwestern State has been in the running at the top of the 
uh, Southland Conference. I fully expect them to take down Incarnate Word here. Then at 3.30 approximately on ESPN Plus, you'll have the 6-seed Houston Baptist taking on the 3-seed Texas A&M Corpus Christi. The season series Texas A&M Corpus Christi swept the series at Houston Baptist. Um... I want to I want to pick. I really enjoy Texas A&M Corpus Christi, so I'm going to take them to advance. And then the final game of the day for the Southland Conference Tournament, 7-seed Nichols will take on the 2-seed host Southeastern Louisiana at roughly 6 o'clock. I don't see any reason to pick against them here on the game. Moving on to the SWAC tournament preview uh, from Gulfsport, Mississippi. This one's a little bit diff more difficult to keep up with because their, their website is not great at keeping up with uh, their sports. Um, no offense, but it's just a fact. Um, so the first seed out of the East... Or we'll actually, we'll start backwards. Uh, four seed in the west is Southern. Four seed in the east is Jackson State. Three seed in the west is Grambling State. Uh, the three seed in the east is the Florida A&M um, Rattlers. Two seed in the west, Prairie View A&M. Panthers, I believe, is their mascot. Two seed in the east, the Alabama State Lady Hornets. One seed in the West, the Texas Southern Lady Tigers. And then the one seed in the East, the Bethune-Cookman. Or just Bethune-Cookman. I don't remember their mascot right offhand right now. Um, so let's look at the SWAC tournament schedule for still tomorrow or Tuesday. The... Uh, the three seed out of the West, Grambling State, will take on the two seed out of the East, Alabama State, at 10 a.m. And that game can be seen on YouTube on the SWAC Digital Network. Grambling won the series, a season series, two to one at Alabama State. But I'm going to take Alabama State to win that game and move Grambling into the losers bracket. Um, roughly one o'clock. You'll have the three seed of the East, Florida A&M, taking on the two seed of the West, Prairie View A&M, at, like I said, roughly one o'clock. Uh, they didn't play this year during the regular season. Um, and something tells me Florida A&M is going to pull off the upset there and move into the winner's bracket. Um, but we'll have to see how that plays out tomorrow. Approximately 4 o'clock, we'll have the 4 seed of the East, Jackson State, versus the 1 seed in the West, Texas Southern. Uh, they didn't play this season as well, but I Texas Southern's been the best team in the SWAC this year, so I will take the Texas Southern team to advance into the winner's bracket. Um, and then lastly, at roughly 7 o'clock, the four seed in the West Southern will take on the one seed in the East Bethune Cookman. And they didn't play at all during the regular season either, but Bethune Cookman being the one seed, I have them advancing in the winner's 
bracket. So, moving on to the now Atlantic Sun Tournament preview, which is being hosted by Jacksonville and North Florida, since they're both in Jacksonville. The 8-seed Lipscomb Bison, the 7-seed Stetson Hatters, the 6-seed Kennesaw State Owls, the 5-seed Jacksonville State Gamecocks, the 4-seed North Alabama Lions, the 3-seed North Florida Osprey, the 2-seed Central Arkansas Sugar Bears, and then the one seed Liberty Flames, Lady Flames, Liberty Lady Flames, whatever the heck they are. Um, so let's look at the Atlantic Sun Conference, uh, the, the schedule. Now, they have two games uh, on Tuesday, which is about to be today. Um, both games are single elimination, so they lose their out. And then they'll move into the double elimination portion of the tournament. So, um, at Jacksonville's field, you have the 8-seed Lipscomb taking on the 5-seed Jacksonville State at 3 o'clock on ESPN+. Jacksonville State won the season series 2-1 at Lipscomb. And I see no reason to pick against Jacksonville State this time, as... They are the better seed and the better team, so give me Jacksonville State. Meanwhile, at North Florida's field, the 7-seed Stetson will take on 6-seed Kennesaw State at, at 3 o'clock as well on ESPN+. Kennesaw State swept the season series at Stetson. State, I thought, was going to be better this year in the Atlantic Sun, but I think the Owls will get the job done and move on into the double elimination portion. Moving on to the Sunbelt Tournament Preview, which is being hosted by South Alabama this year. We'll start with the 10-seed Georgia Southern uh, Eagles, the 9-seed Coastal Carolina Chanticleers, the 8-seed ULM or Louisiana Monroe Warhawks, the 7-seed Georgia State Panthers, 6-seed App State or Appalachian State Mountaineers, 5-seed uh, UTA or UT Arlington uh, Mavericks, the four seed Detroit Trojans, the three seed Texas State Bobcats, two seed South Alabama Jaguars, and naturally the one seed Louisiana Raging Cajuns. So let's look at the Sun Belt. Um, theirs is the same way as the Atlantic Sun, where these two games that are being played today are single elimination. So if you lose, you're out. If you win, you move into the double elimination portion of the bracket. So at 11 a.m. on ESPN+, Plus, you will have 9-seed Coastal Carolina take on 8-seed ULM. ULM swept the season series at Coastal Carolina. Um, now this obviously isn't at Coastal Carolina. Um... But I like the way Coastal Carolina finished the season, so I'm going to actually take Coastal Carolina to win that game. Um, moving on, at approximately 2 o'clock on ESPN+, Plus, you'll have 10-seed Georgia Southern face 7-seed Georgia State. 
They literally just played each other this past weekend, and Georgia State uh, Southern won the series 2-1 to one at home. So Georgia Southern is going to come in with uh, some intensity, uh, with some confidence, I would say. Um, but I'm going to take Georgia State to move into the double elimination. And the last conference tournament that is starting, well, now today on Tuesday, the SEC tournament preview, which is being hosted in Gainesville this year. 13 seed South Carolina, 12 seed Texas A&M, 11 seed Mississippi State, 10 seed Auburn, 9 seed Georgia, 8 seed Ole Miss, 7 seed Missouri, 6 seed LSU, 5 seed Florida, 4 seed Kentucky, 3 seed Tennessee, 2 seed Alabama, 1 seed Arkansas. And there is only one game today uh, in the SEC tournament in the, on the opening round, or the play-in game, however you want to look at it. Um, it is 13-seed South Carolina against 12-seed Texas A&M at 7 on the SEC network. They didn't play this each other this year. I like the way Texas A&M finished the season, so I'm going to take Texas A&M to advance to take on Florida on Wednesday, tomorrow. But those are the conference tournaments that are starting today, Tuesday. Now that the clock has struck midnight. Um, so th that's what I see happening in those conference tournaments. Let's move on to the conference standings of those four conferences uh, without the um, uh, a conference tournament. So I mentioned the Big West, Cal State, Fullerton, and Long Beach State are tied atop the Big West with the series being at Cal State Fullerton this weekend. And Hawaii sits third, two games back behind them, waiting for. I don't think Hawaii can win this or get into the get the automatic qualifier because they're both playing each other. Um but it's going to be intriguing to see how that series plays out. I'm looking forward to it very much this weekend. San Diego State is on top of the Mountain West by two games over second place Boise State, three over third place UNLV. Um, so San Diego State's close to locking up that automatic qualifier and getting into the tournament. My interesting point here is how many teams can the Mountain West get in I think Boise State should be in Utah State is, should not be in because of their RPI uh, but UNLV uh, they're, clo they're close they're on the bubble for, in my mind uh, but in the Pac-12 Arizona State is on top two games over second place UCLA Washington sits in third Stanford fourth Oregon fifth Cal and Utah are tied for 6th, and Arizona and Oregon State are tied for last. And then lastly, the West Coast Conference, LM, or Loyola Marymount is 1st with a 1-game lead over 2nd seed or 2nd place BYU. So BYU will be hoping Loyola Marymount trips up this weekend uh, so that they can steal the automatic qualifier, but we will see how it all plays out. Uh, let's move on to the RPI rankings here real quick. Morgan State sits at 178, and a lot of these RPIs are going to be teams that are 
favorited to win their conference by me or by pretty much everyone else. So hang with me here. Robert Morris, 167. Um, St. Francis, 146. Um, Canisius, 140. Princeton, 129. UMBC, 120, uh, 116. Murray State, 99. Long Beach State, 95. George Washington, 92. Louisiana Tech, 88. Grand Canyon, 83. Cal State Fullerton, 71. McNeese State, 70. Northern Iowa, 69. Miami of Ohio, 68. USC Upstate, 67. UNCG, 66. UNLV, 62. UConn, 60. Weber State, 55. Loyola Marymount, 54. Boston University, 51. BYU, 50. North Texas, 49. South Dakota State, 48. San Diego State, 47. Boise State, 44. Western Kentucky, 43. South Florida, 39. Wichita State, 37. Charlotte, 32. Liberty, 31. Louisiana, third, uh, 27. Ohio State, 25. Michigan, 24. Georgia Tech, 23. Georgia, 20. LSU, 19. Notre Dame, 18. Oregon, 17. Central Florida, 16. Texas, 15. Washington, 14. Florida, 13. Arizona State, 12. Clemson, 11. Northwestern, 10. Duke, 9. Tennessee, 8. Oklahoma State, 7. Arkansas, 6. UCLA, 5. Alabama, 4. Florida State, 3. Virginia Tech, 2. Oklahoma, 1. So let's move on to the last thing I have for you. Individual and team statistic leaders, starting with individuals. Sydney McKinney of Wichita State leads the nation with batting average at .497. Jocelyn Olive, Oklahoma, fourth, .476. And Washington's Bailey Klingler, fifth, .453. Hope Troutwine of Oklahoma leads the nation in ERA at .17. Courtney Coppersmith of uh, UMBC, second, .31. South Florida's Georgina Cork, uh, third at .44. Morgan State's Melissa Paz, 4th, 0.53, and UCLA's Lauren Shaw, 5th, 0.94. Courtney Coppersmith also leads the nation in um, strikeouts per 7 innings at 13.7. Omaha's Cameron Myers, 2nd, 11.8. Virginia Tech's Emma Lemley, 3rd, 11.8. Her teammate, Keely Rochard, 4th, 11.6. And Oklahoma State's Kelly Maxwell, 5th, 11.5. Georgina Cork leads the nation in wins with 34. Hannah Howage of USC Upstate, second, 28. Florida State's Catherine Sandercock, third, 26. Northwestern's Danielle Williams and Texas State's Jessica Mullins are tied for fourth with 25. Justin Alt leads the nation slugging percentage at 1.135. Addison Barnard of Wichita State, second, 1.039. Bailey Klingler, third, 1.007. Sydney Sanders of Arizona State, 4th, 0.95. And Mia Davidson of uh, Mississippi State is 5th, 0.935. Dawson Hall also leads the nation in on-base percentage at 0.624. Her teammate Oklahoma's Jada Coleman is 2nd at 0.603. Marshall's Allie Harrell, 3rd, 0.596. And Georgia, uh, Georgia Tech's Patricia Alwald, 4th. 0.579 and Mia Davidson 5th 
Murray State's Logan Brownmeyer, and forgive me if I pronounced that wrong, leads the nation with doubles with 24. Georgia Tech's Emma Koff and St. Francis's Mackenzie Saban is tied are tied for second with 22. Sydney McKinney leads the nation in hits with 83. Boston University's Kayla Ronson is second with 78. Sierra Sacco of Louisiana Tech third 77. Uh, Illinois Avery Steiner and Ole Miss's Tate Whitley are tied for fifth at 73. Addison Barnard leads the nation in home runs with 70. Uh, excuse me, with 30. Uh, Jocelyn Allo and Miami of Ohio's Carly Spade are tied for second with 24. Charlotte's Bailey Van Noy fourth, 23. Oklahoma's Tiara Jennings and Bailey Klingler of Washington tied for fifth with 22. Addison Barnard also leads the nation in RBIs with 77. Tiara Jennings second, 67. Bailey Klingler third, 65. Uh, Central Florida's Jada Cody and Carly Spade of Miami of Ohio are tied for fourth with 64. Georgina Cork leads the nation in shutouts with 19. Hannah Houch second, 15. Cameron Meyer and Sydney Nestor of Marshall is tied for third with 11. And Don Baudrug of Stony Brook fifth with 10. Um, Marissa Schuld of Arizona State leads the nation in strikeout to walk out, strikeout to walk ratio at 14. Georgina Cork second 13.59. UMBC's Kaya Matter fourth 9.76. Murray State's Hannah James fifth 9.52. Georgina Cork also leads the nation in strikeouts with 394. Peyton Gottschall of Bowling Green second 325. Stony Brook's Dawn Baudrug third 285. Sydney Nestor is fourth for Marshall with 284, and Keely Richard fifth, 283. Moving on, lastly, to our team statistic leaders Oklahoma Leeds Nation batting average 0.372, Louisiana second 0.359, Wichita State third 0.349, Arkansas fourth 0.342, and Duke rounds out the top five at 0.335. Oklahoma leads the nation in ERA at .75, UCLA second 1.47, South Florida third 1.52, Morgan State fourth 1.56, and Murray State fifth 1.62. Florida State leads the nation in fielding percentage at .983, Omaha second .983, Boise State third .983, South Dakota State fourth .981, and Central Arkansas fifth .981. Oklahoma leads nation in scoring or runs per game at 9.29, Wichita State second 8.11, Arkansas third 7.54, Duke fourth 7.45, and Louisiana fifth 7.4. Oklahoma leads the nation in slugging with percentage at .743, Wichita State second .677, Arizona State third .642, Arkansas fourth .632, and Duke 5th, 0.625. South, uh, San Diego State leads the nation in strikeout-to-walk ratio at 6.54, UCLA 2nd, 6.46, South Florida 3rd, 5.56, UMBC 4th, 5.18, and Oregon State 5th, 5.15. 
Oklahoma leads the nation in walks at 227. Georgia Tech is second with 221. Texas A&M and Central Florida are tied for third with 219. And App State and LSU are tied for fifth at 217. So that is all the information that I have for you recapping the last week and getting you ready for today's Tuesday's action in conference tournament play. Um, there's also one game that's not part of the conference tournaments, Utah State at BYU, that I'm going to keep my eye on. Um, but I'm looking forward very much to this. Um, this is the time of the year that you need to have ESPN Plus so they can keep up with all the postseason action. Um, so this is, if you don't have ESPN Plus, I suggest you get it, so that way you can keep up with all the conference tournaments and whatnot. Choose, pick and choose whatever game you, you want to watch. Um, plenty of good softball is going to be played over the next week, leading into Selection Sunday. Looking forward to it all, and I will be back every night recapping the conference tournaments of the day and previewing the next day ahead, as well as other th games. So, I will be. I'm looking forward to it. Um, watch as much softball as you can. I hope you have a great Tuesday, everybody. This is Tyler signing off the Around the Bases podcast here early Tuesday morning. Thank you for listening. Good night. Enjoy the softball.